I've had experience in selling online prior to setting up rock, paper, copy. I've been selling clothing and furniture. Obviously, with this kind of business, it's difficult to travel because you've got the merchandise with you. you, you it's impossible to, to, to travel and, and send orders. Want to discover new parts of the world while filling the pet-shaped hole in your heart? House-sitting website Trusted House Sitters gives you the chance to live as a local in over 130 countries, opening the door to a world of travel possibilities. And with thousands of pets looking for caring sitters like you every day, there's no doubt you'll discover the perfect travel opportunity with the perfect travel companion. Whether you want to wake up in a Spanish beach condo with a cat or a high-rise apartment in New York City with canine company, house-sitting allows you to see the world in a new way. And not to worry if cats and dogs aren't your thing. Trusted House Sitters has pets of all shapes and sizes, from alpacas and horses to rabbits and hamsters. Find out more about house sitting and unlock a whole year of unlimited sits with adorable pets by visiting trustedhousesitters.com or download the Trusted House Sitters app on the Apple or Google Play Store. Welcome to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast, the show where we discuss what it takes to create a sustainable long-term online business in today's fast-moving environment. We talk with industry experts and freelancers alike to find out what it takes to build and manage a location-independent business. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Adam Finan, and today's guest is joining me all the way from the UK, originally from Poland, Maggie Tutabska. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if I butchered that. Maggie, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. Hi, Adam. Thank you so much. Well, my surname is quite difficult, It even in my own country. It's pronounced Tutabska, but I've heard more than a thousand different versions, so I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so look, so Maggie is a Shopify expert and specializes in e-commerce SEO. Her website is rockpapercopy.com. So yeah, I thought you'd be a great guest to bring on to talk a little bit about doing e-commerce SEO. So why don't you take it right back to the beginning and, and just tell us, you know, why did you decide to want to work online? What led to those decisions for you? Thank you so much, Adam. So so I started Rock Paper Copy about four years ago. The idea was to start location independent business. I didn't even there there was so many names. I mean I mean there there wasn't even that popular did this kind of work and um so I wanted to have something like laptop lifestyle, be um this kind of digital nomad and the idea was to move to some tropical location because I really don't like cold move to tropical location within the two years but obviously work and travel and I wanted to find a job that would allow me to do that so obviously I've had experience in selling online prior to setting up rock paper copy I've been selling clothing and furniture obviously with this kind of business it's difficult to travel because you've got the merchandise with you you, you it's it's impossible to, to to travel and and send and send orders and yeah, I started on Upwork. I started on Upwork just by writing articles and it kind of phased out into SEO kind of naturally. 
Yeah, it, it tends to happen. So I guess I've probably said it in almost every episode at this point. <laughs> that's that's how I started too, you know, doing articles for people. And people, as you're writing articles, um, people are often asking you to, you know, make them SEO optimized and make them keyword optimized. And, 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 you, st- and you start to learn a little bit about SEO. And, and, and you, I guess, you know, you, you can become more valuable as a writer and command a higher fee if you have your SEO skills um, to go along with it to accompany it. Absolutely, because the main reason why people add articles is to start getting traffic from Google for these articles. So obviously, they have to be optimized for cer- certain keywords. Um, and yeah, you learn about SEO along the way. However, I will never, I will never forget. Obviously, it's it's fascinating how actually you can learn about so many, so many fields when you work with different merchants in different fields. I learned so much. About for example, doing research for, for certain clients. However, one client that I really didn't enjoy articles and I think I refused writing for them was about human parasites. So I said, I just, oh. <laughs> I'm don't just want that in your head. Yeah, we had some, uh, oh man, it's funny. Like, yeah, some, some of the stuff we wrote about is when you think back, you're like, God, wh- why did I do that? But I don't know when you're, when you're cutting your teeth as a freelancer, you take what's going. You know, it's like you're building you're building your skills. You're like, I can write, I can write about anything. But as you as you develop your skill set, you tend to niche down <laughs> and realize, you know, writing about things like that, maybe you just you know you don't need that in your life. No, and it was it was kind of depressing just doing the research on this topic. Yeah, it would be scary. So, you know, you started off on Upwork and did you, you know, how did you get those first clients? What sort of, were you pitching for jobs? Um, Were you also doing outreach outside of the platform? How did that look? I think I was doing the um, the reach out to clients, so I was pitching for the jobs. I think I had the free the, the free package back then for years ago. It was a limit of I believe it was about twenty pitches that you could do per day, but. It was so draining um, to write individual pitches for for each project, for each new client, and so on. And and sometimes they didn't um, even end up with uh, with the work. And I remember that. Um, at the very beginning, I spent a whole, no, not not even whole day, two days, two days straight, at least 12 hours working on 1000 word article that I earned $20 for that. And I remember I was, I was, um, I was with my parents back then. And my mom said, it's just, just, do you really want to do this job? $20, two days straight, and then $20. But obviously, in the beginning, the, the money was, was yeah, the, the money was really low. But that, that, that's what you would expect, or that, that's what you would, you, you should be really prepared um, when you start, when you start in this niche. So when did things start to change? You know, how long were you on the platform or did you come off the platform? Um, you know, when did things start to pick up and turn around and, and start to look like rock, paper, copy um, where you are now? Um, I think within the first six months, I started I started getting more regular clients outside of Upwork that I was bringing a um, few hundred dollars 
per month. I was housing back then, so the first year I didn't really live, uh, didn't really pay for any accommodation. I was housing for the first year to save on money, obviously to 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 get this started. And I think after the yeah after after the first year I moved to Thailand, so I was yeah I was already making some kind of comfortable comfortable money. I had this website already. Brilliant. So you were house sitting and that was, where was that what, that you were doing that? I was doing this for the first year since I started and it was all over the UK. So mainly London area. There was some house sitting over Christmas in countryside, in Scotland. Never been to, uh, never been to house sitting to Ireland. I've been to Ireland, but never been house sitting to Ireland. But yeah, all over the UK. And it involved just looking after animals from dogs to cats to even horses. So it was really fantastic, actually. It was really good fun. And it was a good way for you to travel, work on your business and not have to have huge upfront expenses. Like like you're saying, living in somewhere like London, um, you know, or the big cities in Scotland, you know, pay it where you'd be paying big rent or big hotel fees. It allowed you to essentially not, you don't pay for accommodation when you house it, but you look after somebody's animal, you know, obviously take care of the house a little bit, but you know, you're not there as a full-time cleaner or anything either. So yeah, I mean, so many people should try it even as a holiday idea because I'm not sure why this why this method of traveling is not really that that popular. I mean, you have to prepare in advance, obviously have a profile, but this is such a great way just to live for a few months in exotic location for free in amazing house because you you can choose where, where you want to go. You don't need to pay for bills for anything. It's just fantastic, really, really fantastic way. Love it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely another way and another option for people to consider when they do want to go traveling and maybe they don't have a huge amount of money but they're bringing in you know maybe they're bringing in enough revenue or even if you are making loads of money you get to go and stay in sweet spots <laughs> you know it's like these are people's homes it's the places that they live and look after i've i've looked on some of the websites trustedhousesitters.com being mm-hmm, one of them mm-hmm. and the locations i was browsing there like looking at spain and france and you're like jesus you know it's like yeah just look <laughs> look after my dog i want to go away you know my yacht it's like okay sweet <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I'm down with that you know it is really amazing it is really as good as it sounds and and it is it is really mind-blowing sometimes i ended up going to the house where the owners were, were already gone they just left me a key underneath the underneath the like the doormat and they they never met me we never spoke on the phone and it happened to me twice my my mom was absolutely freaked out because she thought i would get murdered or something like that thankfully you <laughs> didn't and i I guess I believe no. the trust, but the trust there is in the platform. The trust is in whoever they have registered their house with. They trust the platform that they're not going to send, you know, some lunatic to their house who's going to kidnap their dog and, and vice versa, that you're not going to be put in a situation that um, would be detrimental to you. So there's a, there's vetting processes in place, like you said, with regards to your profile, proof of identity, and probably the other way around. So cool. No, look, that's that's really interesting. It's It's, it's definitely something that I've seen growing in popularity for as an option for people to go and do when they travel so look house sitting that was your introduction to the uk it's how you managed to travel around and help to build a business and and that's an awesome way to do it so as you started to grow did you look to hire any help you know how when things started to get really busy be a bit more work than you could handle um how did that look for you 
Yeah, so I think on this in the second year, I managed to hire um, one person to deal with my email inquiries. Um, I think I had a few virtual assistants that were mainly based in Southeast Asia, like Philippines and Malaysia, and they were helping me with, I believe, some basic article writing. And and I believe some basic like website tweaks if if it requires a little bit of a little bit of coding for example like changing the the button changing the header area so I don't have experience with that. Uh, however, my my specialty is an SEO. But if if clients ask for help with some kind of design tweak, I can always help them. Obviously, or outsource it. Yeah, no, that's sweet. Um, um, you narrowed down into Shopify and you recently got your Shopify expert certification. So, did you know, can we talk about like, why did you choose Shopify? Did you see an opportunity there? Yeah, so I used Shopify for my second business when I was selling furniture. I loved it. I felt that it is a powerful and growing platform because I started uh, I started using it 2012. So I'm not sure when they launched, but I think it was only a few years before that. And they were growing and they were kind of establishing themselves as the platform of choice for somebody who wants to sell online because of their powerful um, apps and their powerful preparation. Obviously, all of these um, all of these integrations that are necessary or that are required for someone who wants to run run really, really smooth um, online business or e-commerce business. And I knew this platform so so then I started offering SEO for Shopify for Shopify merchants and then gradually I became Shopify partner and Shopify expert only last week. You know, niching down into many of the SEOs who I've spoken to, you know, there's a lot of affiliate SEO people, there's local SEO. So you're actually the first e-commerce SEO specialist who I've had on. So, you know, when it comes to building links for e-commerce SEO, do you have any tips and strategies that, you know, you see working today? There's one of my clients actually um, works on the backlinks right now and uh, he's been with me uh, two months and only today he managed to get to page one for one of the keywords, which is fantastic. So he invested in SEO monthly package and he started doing the backlinks and what he's doing is actually investing in PR firm who because he's got he's got quite quite a big budget and he's been featured in Forbes, CNET and all of those. But he's US based, so all of those made. But he yeah he 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 really he really has big big budget. I'm not sure how he how much he's paying for being featured in those magazines, but obviously it is it is paying off definitely because his his sales. He says improved dramatically in the last in the last two months. Yeah, I mean, definitely getting a good piece of PR can drive some traffic so long as it's qualified. Um, but the with e-commerce stores, you know, you definitely see um, PR playing a huge role in being collaborative with your SEO efforts. You know, so um, having having a combined PR and SEO effort to try and get these features and um, looking for angles 
related to the brand. So, you know, maybe you're, you're selling like, let's say vintage clothing in this example, trying to create um, PR pieces around sustainability. So it's, it's related, but it's not directly related and um, could be similar if it's vegan products or re- recycled furniture, upcycled furniture. So there's definitely a big collaboration I've seen anyway, in terms of building links for e-commerce stores through creative PR outreach. So would you agree with that? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And PR still works because um, those magazines moved from being paper to being online. So obviously, you, you don't you don't only get recognition in those building your trust, building your authority, which is obviously very important in terms of SEO, very important for Google, but also get high quality backlink. However, I'm not sure how how because backlinks is not my specialty, Adam. I'm not sure if you agree that if Forbes, for example, the, the, they send a backlink from a client, but it's no follow. So does it still count to SEO or not really? Oh, well, it doesn't pass. It's not meant to pass any rank. You know what I mean? So like, it's still a signal though. I mean, people will argue this are blue in the face. It's still a signal from Forbes to your site. So like, but it doesn't say like, I trust this site and I'm passing my value over to it, you know? But, um, so look, let's, yeah, like let's circle off that then and, and onto more, you know, the area that you are specializing in, which is the on-page stuff. So, you know, what do you see as some of the most common SEO issues with, with, um, Shopify stores, you know, ones that you've dealt with in the past? Um. The issues that are a little bit, maybe I wouldn't call them issues, but I would call them an area for improvement because, for example, my own website is built on WordPress and I can see the huge difference as to the elements that I can optimize on WordPress and how I do not have access to optimize the same areas in Shopify. And because I cannot optimize those areas, it it naturally doesn't give me the same advantage that I would get with a platform that allows me to um, optimize those elements. For example, all of those little, little, little tweaks, such as those links, images, um, any page, just just usability, just accessibility, uh, accessibility to edit or SEO or SEO optimize. Mm, every every single detail so i think th- th- this could be an area for improvement i do understand that shopify specializes in e-commerce mm, and how and wordpress obviously put the effort to um to help people improve their seo so that that was this is their mm, usp with shopify it's e-commerce it's selling online so on oh you can still rank I guess Shopify stores still rank um, well. It's just a little bit, like you're saying, I mean, there are core differences in terms of, you know, you can't run crawlers unless you turn them right the way down and you don't get access to the HT access files, which, you know, if you're tip, if you're used to working with the likes of WordPress, then, you know, maybe those are the sort of files. Some SEOs may live in those files, you know what I mean? So um, it is, it definitely takes a bit of a, a re-education, but overall, I, I believe that it can still, I mean, it's still a, a, a fabulous platform, but you just need to put the SEO strategy in place and, and work with, with how the platform works, I guess, you know, like that's what it is really, isn't it? 
Yes, absolutely. I've um, I've achieved um, amazing results with you know with the right strategy. If if you know what what you are doing, um, so I, um, I achieved fantastic result with SEO when it comes to the Shopify platform, and and yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely possible to rank on paid one, and when it comes to the SEO, it. Mm, one thing to to remember is to um, is to know which, which kind of keywords to pick because keywords still still do matter and you have to know that there's actually difference between the keywords you can pick for your online store in order to bring traffic that, that converts and the keywords that you actually pick if you have a blog so these could be completely different different keywords if you want to rank those two different platforms. Okay, yeah. Obviously, I guess if you if you are running an e-commerce store, doing comprehensive keyword research is uh, you know a big part of yeah, a big part of your strategy. Really, you know, you you often see, especially if a site is already established, by looking at the website, um, its current rankings, and then reviewing all of its competitors and the keywords that they rank for, and. Um, just kind of compiling lots of spreadsheets. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of spreadsheets and, and, you know, looking through the search volume keyword difficulty and putting together a list of, um, you know, target keywords and often going back o- through the website, updating some of the existing content and pages, product pages um, c- can make a big difference, you know, to, to help them with your overall SEO rankings. Absolutely, absolutely. So you can never dismiss a good, thorough on-page SEO. This is the start when it comes to your SEO because you need to make sure that your website is Google-friendly, that Google likes it, that Google wants to rank it, and then you move on to creating excellent content because this is something that Google really started paying attention in the last few years. So, so really, really good quality, unique content as well. Cool. So just kind of sidestepping. So with regards to rock, paper, copy. So, you know, what has helped you to grow the business um, since, you know, those early days of Upwork and you started to transition? So have you had mentorship, done courses? Um, you know, what has helped you over the last, let's say, 12 to 18 months to, to really grow the business overall? So I um, started investing in coaching in the last few months. So it definitely, definitely helped me grow as a business owner. Um, however, I continually, I continue invest in my education when it comes to learning, uh, learning new skills, and obviously continually, continually learn about SEO because SEO changes all the time. Google requirement changes and um, Google requirements change all the time so um, mainly uh, I spend time on researching this topic on YouTube reading um, reading SEO SEO blogs SEO publications uh, listening to podcasts um, and yeah, cont- continually improve my website, cont- continually improve uh, my skills, and um, and research how how can I how can I um, also help my 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 clients get the, the results that they want, such as improve sales, improve their ranking in Google as well. And how long do you typically see? You know, I mean, I understand SEO is a long 
play. You know, it's not like you turn on a Facebook ad, you see, you know, you know what in as soon as the ad is accepted, you know, the <laughs> once you start driving traffic, you know, same with PPC, you know, SEO is a, is a longer tail, you know, it, it takes more time. So typically, you know, when you're working with clients, how long do you, would you expect uh, before you start to see some sorts of movements in the, the rankings overall for the stores? That, that's, a, that's a really good question, Adam, and it often depends on the star, but the results that I've noticed with the SEO monthly package that I've launched a few months ago is um, the results, when it comes to Google rank, I start seeing the results after about first three weeks, and then the um, the increasing sales, increasing traffic are definitely expected um, after five weeks maximum. So it's not it's not too long of a, a play. So there obviously uh, typically must be easy wins with some of the people who you're working with to help increase the you know qualified traffic from those target keywords that you've identified. So. Yes, absolutely. And it's uh, one thing to remember is that it of the results can often depend on the age of your website because younger websites are um, as, as I mentioned the trust play such a big role for Google and younger websites don't have this kind of trust in their niche. So that might slow down the the results that we'll see when it comes to SEO. It's much quicker to to get these results for a website that has been operating for two years or longer. I totally agree. I mean, Google have a sandbox. Um, I believe it's about six to nine months. Uh, you know, I mean, Maybe there's ways around it. I don't know what they are, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> typically, especially in something like e-commerce, you know, where, you know, I mean, you could be selling watches, shoes, clothes, fashion. I mean, it wants to make sure you're established, you're trustworthy. So it's not going to really give you any of that traffic unless you, unless you earn it through like, you know, a huge PR campaign, but um, typically a new store is not going to rank out the gate. Um, yeah. Like you're saying, it requires work and um, time and investment. So um, look, Thank you for taking the time to come on. So can you tell us if you were back, you know, if somebody is listening to this and they were interested in SEO, they wanted to get into doing um, e-commerce SEO, work remote, do house sitting, you know, all these sorts of things. What would be your, um, you know, wise words to somebody who's walked the path and, you know, if you were talking to that person now? Oh, I am. Well, I suppose that when you start, there's so many questions that you might have. But I would say just just go for it. Don't be don't be discouraged by the slow start because um, yeah, you you have to you have to be prepared to have a slow start. Perhaps have a certain a certain budget that that will help or certain strategy that will help you go in cover your expenses for for at least six to twelve months. So make sure that that you've got it covered. So you kind of work comfortably not being stressed out you know how you're going to pay rent or mortgage for for the next month especially when you've got a mortgage um but yeah definitely go for it and believe in yourself absolutely a lot of us to do with mindset mindset and consistent consistent action (laughs) absolutely mindset plays a huge role absolutely so maggie where can people find you on the web what's the best way to get in contact with you um 
please find me on www.rockpapercopy.com. You can contact me and book a free chat. And I also offer free website critique and free SEO review. And this is on my website. Perfect. So you got nothing to lose. So if you're listening to this, you have a Shopify store, you're thinking about improving your SEO, hit up Maggie for a, a wee chat a consultation and see if it's right for you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Maggie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to all our listeners. Make sure to head over to digitalnomadcafe.com to get the um, links and resources that were mentioned in this episode. Take care, Maggie. Thank you, Adam. Thank you for listening to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. Head over to the website to access the resources and links mentioned in today's episode at digitalnomadcafe.com.